0: to the news so we're at the right time at the right place. will not you go ahead and look at somebody beside you and tell them you're at the right place at the right time today. Come on. Just We're going to open up in a minute with the sound of the shofar. Today's the day where we hear that sound. We're supposed to blow the shofar a hundred times today, yes. and uh, so we're going to get started with that in just a moment, but before we do, we have a blessing coming to us today from the land of Israel. And so we're partnering with the ministry there, uh, Jerry Gimple and Rabbi Ari Abramowitz, and they have the Land of Israel network. And so from the hills of Judea, they're going to speak a blessing over us today to get us moving toward this new season. Then we're going to sound the shofar, go into worship. Then we'll hear uh, a message today from the Lord. I really believe the Holy Spirit's going to do something very significant. We'll have a prophetic act at the end as we step into a new season along with our first fruits giving, and then we'll take communion together. So it should be a wonderful, wonderful day today in the house of the Lord. Amen? So let's see from the land of Israel really quick.
1: Shalom, Word of Life Ministry from the mountains of Judea, here from the Arugot Farm at our house of prayer. I just wanted to wish you all a Shana Tovah Metukah, a sweet and good year on Rosh Hashanah, on Yom Churua, the Feast of Trumpets. We blast the shofar. That's the mitzvah of the day. And when we're doing that, we're announcing, inaugurating God as the king of our lives. What does that mean? What does that really mean for us? That God is the king of our lives. At the beginning of the year, the first thing we declare is, God, you're the king. Now, most of the year, I'm always asking God for things. I need help with my children. I need help with my marriage. I need help with my business. On Rosh Hashanah, we start off the year and we say no. God, you're the king. I'm not asking you what I want. I'm asking you what you want. Mm. What is your will for my life? What kind of father do you want me to be? What kind of mother do you want me to be? What kind of husband and wife do you want me to be? What kind of business do you want me to run? I want to align my will with your will. You're the king Mm. and I'm here to serve you. I wanna put you, the ultimate good, as the top priority in my life. And when we align ourselves with his will and we open our hearts and we ask ourselves, what can we do to be agents of light in the world? How can we bring God's light into this world? How can we bring healing to this world? How can we serve him as best as we possibly can? We blast the shofar and that's our prayer. It's a prayer beyond words. It's a prayer beyond articulation. It's just the call of our soul. Saying, God, we want to be so close to you, and the more we align ourselves with your will, the closer we are to fulfilling our destiny in this world. And so, that's a message here from the mountains of Judea. I want to lift up a drone so you can see where this broadcast is coming from. These are the mountains of Ziph. In the Bible, it says this is where King David assembled his mighty men right outside of Bethlehem. This is where he wrote most of the Book of Psalms, and most. Of all, Rosh Hashanah is a day where all of humanity can come together in prayer and say, God, you are the king. We are one brotherhood of man under the fatherhood of God, and our father is the king. And so may we all have a beautiful and sweet year. May God's light shine in your lives. May he bless you and protect you, and hopefully one day bring you all the way to these mountains of King David so we can pray together in this house of prayer. But until then, have a sweet and good new year. Shana tova Shalom. What a blessing, huh? Would you stand up with us today before we enter into worship?
0: At the count of three, if you got a shofar handy, we're gonna rip these shofars and let the sound be heard. This is our prayer today, the prayer of the soul coming through the sound of the shofar. We're just gonna release it into the atmosphere. We'll probably blow them for about 60 seconds together and uh, make a noise. They say that this is the thought along these lines that one, heaven's attention is drawn to the sound of the shofar, but two, it's such noise that the enemy gets confused and doesn't know where to go anymore and how to get a hold of us. And so two really cool things are happening during this moment as we release the sound of the shofar on this great day of Rosh Hashanah. And so, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for today. We thank you for the sound of shofar. We thank you, Lord, that you're moving us into new seasons of new blessings, of new cycles. And so today, by faith, we release the sound of the shofar, and we thank you, Lord, that the atmosphere shifts and moves, and a portal is open to the new today, in Jesus' name. Amen? On the count of three. One, two, three. Come on.
2: he is faithful we love you Jesus we love you Praise the Lord, for He is good. Praise the Lord, His mercy endures forever. The mercy of God can do. If you knew me then, you believe me now. You turn my whole life all down to the old and the day in me. It's what the mercy.
0: Father, we thank you today that you are more than enough. We thank you for this new beginning on Rosh Hashanah. Lord, you said, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. Lord, we stand on this day, this new beginning. We lift up our nation to you. We pray for our president. We pray for the leadership of our nation. We pray, Lord, you would lead them and guide them. According to 2 Timothy, you said, pray for those who are in authority over you that you may live peaceably. Lord, we pray for the nations in the crisis around the world that's happening. Lord, we pray you would step in by your angel armies and make a difference in those nations that are struggling and suffering around the world. We pray for the nation of Israel today. We pray specifically for Jeremy and the rabbi there and their work in the Judean hills, Lord, that's under attack even now. We say, Lord, let the angel armies surround them. And and Lord, keep them and protect them. We bless the nation of Israel today. Lord, we pray for the families in Alabama. We pray for our governor. We pray for those in leadership in our state. Lord, Alabama is destined to move in glory and be the first, the prototype, and to carry the glory of your kingdom here. So, Lord, we thank you for justice coming up out of the state of Alabama in this season and beginning to move into the nation. Lord, we pray for each other today. We pray for our families, our loved ones. Lord, we say let this be a season of new things, new beginnings, new opportunities, new new blessings, new favor, new anointings, fresh starts, new doors of opportunity, a time to get it, another opportunity to get it right where we didn't get it right in one season, a day to leave regrets behind and step into new mercies and new grace today. And so, Lord, we thank you that there's a newness now blowing by the Holy Spirit across our lives and our families in this season. Let the new unfold today as we step into the portal of Rosh Hashanah. We thank you, Lord, for this appointed time, this Moedim that we can step out of the old into the new. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. We bless you for it, and we praise you, and we declare you are the king, Lord. You are our king. Can we lift up a shout unto the Lord today in the house of God? Come on. Woo!
2: Yes!
0: Come on, let's release the sound of the show for. Us. for the glory of God and everybody in agreement said amen. amen can we give the Lord one more hand of praise here before we move forward today and then you may be seated can you let our worship team know how much you enjoyed that worship today wasn't that great I think I left my book somewhere thank you like oh is that all my stuff or your stuff I'm so sorry about that Forgive me. Wow, what a great day to be alive! Thank you, Brian. Appreciate you, man. I want to get right into this uh, as we move on into this powerful day or powerful season. Actually, the day of Rosh Hashanah begins tomorrow night at sundown. We, you know, took advantage of Sunday starting today, and so on the way out, there's a table with the information you can pick up that Ramy and Brian have made available, how you can celebrate in your homes Rosh Hashanah here the next couple of days. And so uh, make sure to stop by there, pick up this brochure of creative ways to celebrate, especially with your children and your grandchildren. And so we believe it'll be a powerful time of new beginnings as we move forward into the season. We welcome a lot of people that are watching online today. We're so glad that you've tuned in. Could we give a hand to those watching online and welcome them that couldn't be on campus with us today? We appreciate all of you. This is a brand new day, a brand new year. I wanna start us out by just giving you a little bit of foundational information today so you know where we're at, what time it is, especially those of you that may not have tracked with the Hebraic thought or understood the biblical concept of timing. So let's put the first slide up. And this is basically known, Rosh Hashanah is known as the turn of the year. This is actually the head of the year, Rosh Hashanah, or the turn of the year. In other words, this is the time every year where God comes to turn things for us. Aren't you glad that we serve a God that gives us second chances to get it right on times we didn't get it right before? And don't you love a God that's so intentional that he has set up Moedim special times, special days to say, okay, if you'll meet with me along these lines, along this thought, I will turn things for you. So look at your neighbor and tell him, things are about to turn for you in this day and in this season. Things are about to turn. now. is the Hebraic year we're entering into. So isn't it interesting? 2022 will be coming up in January, but we as believers get a head start, 57.82, as we step into this. This is made up of two words, Hebraic words, pay and bet. Pay and bet. Pay is the word for mouth. Bet is the word for tent or house. This is the season that we begin to step in and say out of our mouth what kind of house we want to live in next year. And so we can live in a house of strife and envy and jealousy and defeat and destruction, or we can live in a house of blessings and prosperity and abundance and peace and joy. We begin to, in this time, in this season, begin to decree and say out loud what kind of world, what kind of house we want God to build for us this next year. Now, what's exciting about the word bet is it's actually the very first, it's the second letter of the alphabet in the Hebraic alphabet, but it's the first word of the Bible. Yes. So when it says in the beginning, Bereshit is, the, is that word bet in the beginning. The very Bible starts out with this Hebraic letter for this year. So this is definitely a time for new beginnings. Yes. I believe in a nutshell, 5782 is the year of God's habitation. God is going to begin to step into his house. God is going to begin to step into your house. And now it's not going to be visitation, it's going to be habitation. In other words, the Lord's not going to visit us, he's going to step in with us and we are going to be overwhelmed by the goodness and the mercy and the grace of God in this season. So today begins a brand new day, a brand new season. So you got to have that mindset the ability to begin to step out of the old and move into the new. Now the fall feast or the Moedims, next side please, this is what sets us up for this season and this is what we've been moving in. So on Elul one, which was now almost 30 days ago, we begin 40 days of Teshuvah. Teshuvah simply means to return to the Lord. And so how many of you have been tracking with us over the last almost 30 days with Teshuvah? Could you just wave at me so I can see your hand? All right, so basically what that means is we have been listening to the sound of the shofar every day. Why, it's a wake up call. It's sound the alarm in Zion, blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm, wake everybody up. Why, it's about to be Rosh Hashanah, the fall feasts are coming, and God is ready to move you into brand new cycles. So for the last almost 30 days, We've been reading Psalm 27, nurturing our spirits, hearing the sound of the shofar, and hopefully stepping into acts of kindness or generosity, which is the true form of repentance as we begin to do good by others. Now, this week, on around Tuesday or Wednesday, we step into what's called 10 days of awe. This is basically 30 days. There's always 30 days in the Elul. At the end of the Elul, there comes 10 days of awe before the Day of Atonement. This is 10 days of intensity to get ready for something new, God wants to do. So we get prepared. We, we're waiting. We're praying. We're, but these next ten days get really intense. This is when you really should make God a priority. I'll come back over here in a minute. I said this is when you really should make God a priority. Now I know we're supposed. To, I know we're supposed to do this all the time, but in reality, we don't. Let's just be honest. Life gets busy. Things get busy. World gets crazy. You know, and so, but what happens is, thank God for his intentionality. God understands life gets chaotic and busy, and we get pulled in many directions, but he says, hang on, just take a small season, and intensely, in other words, for the next 10 days, I would get up a little earlier every morning, I'd spend just a little extra time with God, and I would trust that God is going to give me instructions for my life that's gonna move me out of cycles of defeat into cycles of blessings. God's got one agenda, he wants you blessed. So touch your neighbor, just say, God wants you blessed. Touch somebody else and say, God wants you blessed. Now, this is the intentionality of this season of the 10 days of all, this is called the feast of trumpets. Now, any interest in the first trumpet blows here at Rosh Hashanah, the last trumpet blows on Yom Kippur or the day of atonement, this is actually Biblically, how this whole thing will wind up on the first trumpet the resurrection will happen, and on the last trumpet the dead in Christ will rise and will be judged. So this is kind of a dress rehearsal for what's gonna happen one day. The shofar is gonna sound it's gonna split the sky. You know what I'm talking about? This is the this is the big end time thing, but this is all Preparation. So while we're still alive and remain on the earth, we are to continue to do good, go about doing good, building God's kingdom until ultimately these feasts become a reality. After the day of atonement, this is a very powerful day. This is the day that's a fast day for most of us that are following the Hebraic custom. This is when God really speaks to people in a very significant way. And then we step into tabernacles knowing that that we can celebrate with our family for eight days the goodness of God because we have connected with God, we have received fresh mercy and grace, and now we're stepping into a brand new season. So look at somebody one more time, tell them I'm telling you it's a brand new season. Amen? This is a portal, if you will. If you can, if you can see this with me, the heavens, there's portals. And at certain times of year, the portals are open. They're seasonal. And if you can just wrap your mind around this, God is accessible at all times. But the Bible says, call upon him while he is near. This is one of those times where the king is in the field, as we've talked about earlier, where God comes near to us. And so instead of you having to enter his realm, he enters your realm. And now he's accessible to us to, to lay hold of his goodness and his grace and his mercy. And this is where I want to land with us here before we move into a prophetic act. I started looking this week because we've been reading Psalm 27 every day. Hopefully you've been tracking with us. It's not too late to start if you've not been. Psalm 27 is the psalm that we read every day during Teshuvah. The reason we read Psalm 27 is the Lord's name in that psalm, the Lord, is mentioned 13 times. Now why is that significant? Because in Exodus 33 and 34, Moses prayed to God. He said, God, if I have found found grace in your eyes, show me now your way that I might know you and show me your glory. God responded to him in Exodus 34. He said, okay, I'm going to show you my glory. I'm going to put you in the cleft of a rock in a place beside me and I'm going to hide you with my hand and I'm going to let all my goodness pass before you. Now I don't know about you, but a lot of my life growing up in church, I heard a lot about the power of the wrath of God. But in actuality, it's the goodness of God we have to be protected from. He's so good, he'll hurt you. Right? It's that kind of powerful goodness that God wants to demonstrate. Put the slide back up, please, just for a moment. Demonstrate in our lives. So this is found in Exodus thirty-three and thirty-four. So you re- reread it; it's a great read. It says that's exactly what happened. And the Lord passed by, and the Lord said, "The Lord, the Lord God, gracious, merciful, kind, faithful, loving." And there's thirteen attributes of God's mercy that was manifested to Moses. Now the power or the number thirteen is the most one of the most holy numbers in the Hebraic concept, 13. Isn't it interesting, we've turned it into a negative, Friday the 13th. But in actuality, in Hebrew, it's one of the most holy numbers in their culture, why? Because order and and structure is the number 12. You have 12 months in a year. You have 12 zodiac in the constellations. That's the number of order and creation. 13's important. Why? Because 13 is the number of God's mercy. What does that mean? Through God's mercy, he can actually go beyond order and bless you when you shouldn't even have got blessed. The number 13 is a 1 added to 12, which means God's mercy is limitless or boundless. So in other words, you've got yourself into a mess. And according to culture and structure, you should stay in your mess till you get yourself out of it. But no, God steps in by his mercy in a new season and all of a sudden cleans your mess up for you and lets you step into a brand new place. That's why Psalm 103 says, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him mercy is an unlimited number. That's why Ephesians 2 4, one of my favorite scriptures, it says we were dead in trespasses and sin, but God who is rich in mercy. Don't you love the fact that the God we serve is wealthy when it comes to mercy? It never runs out. Every morning you wake up, there's a brand new bucket of mercy. You felt like you used it all last year. You felt like you used it all yesterday. You felt like you blew everything the last season, but God steps in and says, no, no, my mercy Are new every morning. The mercy of the Lord endures forever. Can we just thank God for His mercy just for a minute here today? (laughs) Micah 7 18 through 20 says something like this Who is a God like you that puts up with us? That just keeps forgiving? That just keeps blessing, that just keeps sustaining, that just keeps providing. Who is a God like this? Merciful, kind, faithful, generous, keeping covenant to a thousand generations. Second Chronicles twenty through twenty one, twenty twenty through twenty-one says believe the prophets and you will prosper, trust in God, you'll be established. And God sent an army out, and He said, "Here's how I want you. When I send you out to defeat the enemy, here's what I want you to sing: Praise the Lord, for His mercy endures forever. That's what defeats the enemy. See, the enemy can snag us in legalism. The enemy can snag us with sin or addictive behavior, but he can't snag us in mercy. Why? Because mercy always outweighs all judgment, all accusation, and everything the enemy tries to throw at us. Can you look at your neighbor and say, thank God for his mercy? Just thank God for his mercy. So this is the season of God's mercies, the new beginnings, the extravagance of God's mercy that he wants to release to us to take us to a new place, So in Matthew chapter 8, and this is where we're going to land before we go into a prophetic act today. In Matthew chapter 9, you can reread it when you go home. I didn't put all the scriptures up just for time's sake, but reread it when when you can. It's all right there, I promise you. It's in the Bible. And it talks about Jesus began to deal with sinners, call sinners, bless sinners, eat with sinners. And he started being questioned by the Pharisees. Why do you do this? Jesus spoke to them and he said if you, go, if you want new wine, you gotta have a new wine skin. If you want new wine, you gotta have a new wine skin. I'm here to propose to you today that God is ready to pour new wine into our lives. He just needs a new wine skin. I propose to you today that God has given us a new wine skin personally. I also believe God is doing something new in the church. The church as we know it is no no longer in existence. Everything's changed. Everything's shifted. Everything's moved in a different direction. That's why this year, 5782, the word to, which means bed or house, is so important. Isn't it interesting? God sent us all from church to the house. Come on. I said. God sent us all from church to the house. Why? Because it's a new wineskin. See, the days that are coming that we're about to step into is not going to be about thousands gathering in one place to hear one guy or one gal to see the glory of God. It says from the least to the greatest, we're all going to know the Lord. In other words, we're all going to hear the Lord. We're all going to enjoy the manifest presence of God. We're all going to see unusual miracles. And it's not just going to happen in one place with one person. It's going to be the whole body of Christ that steps into this new season. And significant signs and wonders and miracles are going to transpire. And we're going to see the greatest harvest of people being transformed that we've ever seen in the history of our world. I believe it with everything that's within me. Touch your neighbor and look at him, sound say, I'm ready for the new. So my proposal to you is We've got to press into the new In the same chapter Matthew 9 Jesus talks about a new wineskin And then right after that tells a story He actually says there was a ruler or a leader of a synagogue Who came to him saying Please come pray for my daughter Who is 12 years old Because she's dead Or dying. So it says Jesus took off with him to go to raise this young girl back to life. And on the way, a woman stopped him that had an issue of blood for 12 years. Isn't it interesting? 12 year old girl, 12 years with issues. And so we see two administrations an old administration and a new administration so on the way to something new that life is going to come into something new something new is going to come alive on the way to that something old had to press my god something old had to press in to a place so something new could come alive so, I propose you and I are at a place in our lives and in history and in the church that we have to press beyond the old into the new so something new can come alive and the kingdom of God can find its full expression. Are you tracking with me? So, on the way to something new coming alive, something old that was sick, had issues had spent all the money they had trying to get well, had legalism, was trapped in legalism. Actually, there was supposed to be no way this person could even receive prayer because they were unclean. So trapped in a legalistic system, trapped in an old wineskin, trapped in a place of issues, trapped in a place where they'd spent all their money trying to get well and was not better, all of a sudden it says this woman, by faith, come on somebody this woman I believe the woman always speaks of the church this woman this church somehow found the faith to press beyond all the issues that m- see the church has got a lot of issues we've had a lot of issues for years but I got good news something new is on the horizon that God's about to do and all we got to do is be willing to press beyond where we are now even though you can't see what it's new yet I can't tell you what it's going to look like why it's never been seen before I can't tell you What it's going to feel like nobody's felt it before. Behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Don't forget the the former things. Don't remember the things of old for I'm going to make a way in your wilderness and I'm going to make rivers in your desert and it's going to spring forth. So we've got to press on even though we can't see the new yet. We've got to press past this to get there. This is what blew my mind. If you know the story, it says she pressed through the crowd and she touched the hem of Jesus' robe. Let me show you this. Holly, can I have that talit, please? In this culture, they act, thank you, Holly, they actually believe that when God met Moses on the mountain, the Hebraic thought is God himself was wrapped in one of these. A rabbi of that day would have been wearing one of these, a prayer shawl. And so when it says Jesus came walking by and the woman came and touched the hem of his garment, that wasn't the hem of his robe. That was the hem or the tassel of the tallit. And it says when she did, virtue went from him. And he said, who touched me? And and the disciples said, well, everybody's touching. He said, no, somebody touched me with faith. Yes, many touched, but somebody touched me with faith. Because he said, when they touched me, when faith touched me, I felt virtue leave me. See, virtue is about to leave The Father, and it's about to come into the body in a way it's never been before and move us into a brand new season. Now, this is what got me fired up. The hem of the garment is made up of eight strands of thread and five knots. Eight is the number of new beginnings, five is the number of grace. Eight plus five is. So when the woman touched the hem of his garment, she touched the number of God's mercies. And God's mercies were released into a woman and fixed every issue she had and released Jesus to go raise up the new. And the next thing you know, the old had given way to the new. And they were in a brand new season and a brand new wineskin. And so the revelation I have received is I always thought God's mercies were to help me with the past. It's actually God's mercy that unlocks my future. Why? I can't get to where I'm supposed to be without God's mercy. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not talented enough. I'm not sinless enough. I don't know enough. Unless God's mercy, unless the virtue of heaven touches my life and touches my family and moves us into a brand new place and gets us past our issues, we will never step into a brand new season. But I'm here to propose to you in this day of Rosh Hashanah that God's mercies are new here this morning. And God's about to do something new. God's about to do something supernatural. God's about to do something by his grace that we've never experienced before and we're going to step into a brand new day. (laughs) Acts 13, 34 says something along these lines. Let's see if we've got that scripture. Do we have that? And that he raised him from the dead, speaking of Christ, that he would no more return to corruption. He has spoken thus, I will give you the sure mercies of David. The very resurrection itself has been secured. Our future of resurrection has been secured by the mercies of God. It's the mercy of God today that's going to let you leave the past and unlock a future so you can step out of an old cycle of defeat and step into a new cycle of blessings. It's the mercies of God today that's going to let us press past our issues and step into touch Jesus by faith and receive a fresh virtue or a fresh anointing to unlock our future and move into a new day. I believe it's going to happen for us as individuals. I believe there's people here today, you've been battling issues, you've been battling... uh, addiction, you've been battling sickness, lack, relational issues. Today, when we touch God's mercies, something's going to shift and a door's going to open so we can step into a brand new place. I believe it's going to happen financially, relationally, spiritually, on every area. How many of you need a fresh touch of God's mercy to step into a new season today? Amen. I believe we all do on some level. We all need some touch of just God's goodness and mercy To move us into this new season or this new day individually, but also corporately as the church. This is the new season and it's a new day. So I got to thinking, Lord, what can we do? How can we, by faith, reach out? And just a moment, here's what I'm going to invite you to do. I think I've gathered up maybe, I don't know, seven, eight, or ten of these talits. And in just a minute, we're going to go back into worship. And I'm going to invite you, if you're giving, we're going to have the boxes. If you're giving first fruits, we always offer first fruits along these, along these times. We believe that is the way we release faith. So that'll be, baskets will be available if you want to give a first fruits offering today. But by each basket, we're going to have somebody standing with a tallit. And by faith today, I'm just asking also those online, we're gonna, I'm going to hold this up on the screen. You, you can't get here, but maybe you can touch your computer or touch your TV, right? Because I just believe with my childlike faith that there's something significant about this. And that today when we walk up here by faith and just literally press on by and touch this number 13, Something is going to shift, and an impartation is going to come into our life of something new and something fresh. And we're just going to wake up tomorrow morning, and it's just going to be different. (laughs) Some things we were trying to get loose of is just going to be loosed, some things we were trying to get hold of is just going to be held on to. And by grace today, we're saying, Lord, we trust that your mercies are new. And can move me out of an old season into a new season in the name of Jesus for the glory of God. Amen. Yeah. So, if you're preparing a first fruits offering, I want you to go ahead and get prepared for that. I'm going to welcome the worship team back if you guys don't mind. I'm going to invite the uh, ushers to come and with baskets and these tallites. And this is going to be our prophetic act. We're going to, in just a moment, before we do this, we're going to make a decree out loud. Then we're going to move by faith. Whether you're giving or not, it's not the issue today. We want you to come forward. We want you to touch this, this prophetic act of God's mercy in your life as we step out of an old, old season at Rosh Hashanah to a new season. But before we do that, we're going to make a decree out loud because this is the decade of the mouth. We say things out loud, calling those things that are not as though they should be. Then after we do this prophetic act of giving and touching this tallit, the number 13 representing God's mercies, then I want you to go back to your seat and prepare your communion because we're going to end today, once again, with the sounding of the shofar, but then also with the communion, trusting the blood of Jesus to seal us as we enter into this brand new year of 5782. And so if you guys that have the talits would come, we want to make, make sure they're readily available. I'm going to stand here and in a minute ask the camera to zoom in on this one just so those online can touch this today because we believe something is about to shift in the atmosphere when we step into this prophetic act. I literally believe there's people today when once you touch this, you're going to be healed, like physically healed. I believe, I believe, there's, I believe there's demonic entities that's been trying to hold you captive. When you touch this, all of a sudden they're going to fall off of you. Why? Because we're touching, not the talit that the power is in this, representing God's covenant mercies that are available for our life today. And so we want to go back in just a moment to, to praise the Lord for His mercy endures forever. And then on my cue, I just want you to go ahead and start and maybe in maybe an orderly fashion, come and just make sure you find a Talit somewhere up here in this place. And you guys that have a toilet on, if you could hold the, hold the corner out so it's readily accessible to people, right? For folks to touch. I don't know about you. I may touch every one of them. I don't know. I, I want all God's mercy on my life. Amen. It doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out thing, but you just t- touch this by faith and just say, Lord, I receive the new mercies for a new season and a new day as we step into this for the future. Would you stand up with me today? Can we put this decree on the screen? On the count of three, can you say this with me out loud? One, two, three. Today, we are entering into a new day, a new season, and especially a new year. Rosh Hashanah is the season of new portals bringing forth great opportunities, abundant blessings, and awesome benefits. Through faith in all of God's covenant promises, we step into our inheritance and secured future we are pressing out of the old and into the new provision protection and promises of God shout to the Lord blow the shofar and give generously because this is our time our season and our year for glory amen amen and amen I believe that don't you So, Father, I thank you that in this moment, as we step out in faith and touch your covenant mercies, that every person watching online here in this campus, for us and our families and generations to come. We secure our inheritance today through the mercies, the sure mercies of God that have been promised us by covenant. So we step into the new season, the new day, the new favor, the new anointing, the new blessings, and the new provisions. And we do it by faith in your word, in Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's move by faith. I'm going to put this up for you. Can we get a tight shot of this right there? There you go. Oh, come on, let's praise the Lord. Thank you for new mercies. Thank you for new grace. Thank you for new provision. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, for he is good. Praise the Lord, for he is good. Praise
2: the Lord, his mercy endures forever. Our faith will reach and i touching
0: bread today and we thank you Lord that this covenant meal, this covenant of communion, your body broken for us, that today you break off the old and you break us into the new. Lord, your provision through the cross allows us to let go of the old and step into the new. So Father, we thank you for the power of of your body broken for us and your blood shed for the remission of our sins so that we can step into a new season by grace and receive the abundance of the gift of your mercies that's been made available to us. And so, Father, we break the bread and we receive it by faith today in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you that as we take this cup that our blood, the very blood in our bodies, becomes energized. I thank you that our immune systems begin to function proficiently because of the blood of Jesus. I thank you that the antibodies of the cross of Jesus Christ begin to permeate in our very bloodstream against sickness, disease, habitual habits, and anything else that tries to bring destruction to our lives. I claim Psalm 103 for every person today saying these words, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He forgives all our iniquities. He heals all our diseases. He delivers our life from destruction. He crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies and satisfies our mouth with good things so our youth is being renewed like the eagles. Woo! Lord, we thank you for the benefits of the cross and the power of your blood being activated today. We say and decree we're going to step into a new year with health and strength and vitality even in our physical bodies. You said the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead will strengthen our mortal bodies. Lord, we thank you for the strength of heaven being poured into our souls, our inner mans, our spirits, and our bodies. Sanctify us today totally holy, body, soul, and spirit. Spirit, we receive by faith now in Jesus' name. Can we grab our shofars one more time? Would you lift your hand as an act of ready to receive this new, fresh begin at Rosh Hashanah? Father, we have celebrated to the best of our ability. We have spoken to the best of the ability of our knowledge and understanding. We have come and presented ourselves before you to the best of our ability and knowledge of faith that we have according to the revelation that you've given us. So now Lord, we just trust that something supernatural is transpiring right now for us our families, our church, this state, and our nation as we step into this new season of 5782. We step in by faith in your sure mercies now in Jesus' name. Come on, let's hear it.